lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Beck, And I'm Penny. Welcome. Um, today's episode is all about language apps. Language apps that we've tried or loved or perhaps lost our interest over time. Um, and what do you reckon, Beck? Oh. <laughs> Are you an app person? <laughs> well, I am and I'm not. Mm, I, yeah. That's that's a <laughs> confusing answer. Um, I, I actually predominantly I am an app person. I love I do like a good app, um, and I have found a number of apps useful uh, in my language learning over time. For as long as we've had apps, I guess what's that now? Like ten years, maybe or thereabouts. Ooh, good um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's like it hasn't really been that long. Um, but yes, I would say I am an app person but not 100% of the time. Yeah. Okay. What about I think, you? I think maybe, I think if you, if I had to categorically say I might at this very, you know, moment in time, I think I might say I'm not an app person. Ooh, okay. But <laughs> I have a lot of apps, language learning apps on my phone <laughs> that I have used in the past and that I am kind of using this year as well. But I think my problem is, is I just don't, I, I, I'm not drawn to any particular one or maybe I'm not in love with any of the ones that I'm using or maybe they're not serving me in French, which is my focus language at the moment, how they used to serve me when I was focusing on Chinese. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay, interesting. And I imagine that actually the, well, there might be quite different apps for learning, you know, Chinese or um, Vietnamese in your um, in your context, um, as there are for some other languages as well, because it's not like every every language app doesn't serve all doesn't serve all languages. Um, yep, so sure. maybe the I guess the range is different. Yeah, and I I think with me when I first started learning Chinese it kind of tied in kind of <laughs> when I you know when I started having a smartphone like you were saying you know um, I started learning Chinese seven years ago or yeah close to eight now um, so I had my I had my smartphone so and I have my iPad so I could have all these you know technologically things um, <laughs> but the great thing that I loved using apps for with Chinese in particular was obviously for practicing characters, character recognition um, and building flashcard decks to test myself with characters, Uh which is something that I don't have to do in French. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is very interesting. I am... Yeah, I'm interested to see this difference on, on different like different different languages and how, how they tie up with apps because I do get the feeling these days that like apps, language apps can be a bit of a hot topic. Like, you know, it's constantly, there's always something, there's always something new out. Um, yep. Lots of different apps deal with things in different ways. Some of them have similarities in the methods that they try and use. Like, you know, there would be quite a lot of language apps out there that use that BSRS um, sort of spaced repetition um, method. Um, some are really gamey. 
and make you feel like the learning process is kind of like playing a game. Um, other ones are much less like that. Some have videos, some have audio, some have animations. Like it can be yeah, all different kinds of things. And um, I guess over the years, uh, there have been, you know, some fad some fad language apps that have come in and then they maybe have dropped off or been replaced by something else. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this world. Um, sure is. It's, it's, I think it must be pretty overwhelming if you're just starting out to know where to go for, go to first, but I guess there's some big players that a lot of people rely on, um, especially when they're starting out with languages like Duolingo comes to mind as something that's, kind of pretty cemented, um, has a huge range of languages on offer. Um, Has that ever been one that you've used for any of your language study? Yeah, definitely. So I suppose we should probably preface all of this as well by saying this episode is very much just like our views. Um, (laughs) This is not in any way sponsored by any language apps out there. We're just letting you guys know what we think about (laughs) these particular apps. Um, So yes, indeed. Um, So Duolingo, yes, I have used it on many occasions. Um, I still have it on my phone. Um, I would say I've gone through periods of time where I've used it, yeah, a lot, um, like every day. Um, and I've been very much a, like a bit of a bit attached to the streak. Um, mm, I don't know if you yeah. have had that experience with sort of feeling like uh, you have to maintain the streak. See, this is maybe why apps like that don't appeal because I think I just like can't be bothered. I don't know. I just <laughs> I think it's not a driver for me. I'm just like, oh, whatever. You, uh, I don't need to have a streak. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm I'm totally a sucker for the streak. So um, I I feel very like if it gives me a notification, it's like don't lose your streak. I'm like oh god, no, better better not lose my streak. Um, and then I go and do my practice. And in some ways, actually, I appreciate that. Like you know, sometimes you do you do need a little bit of a push, even for just the tiniest little bit of practice. And because I suppose for something like Duolingo, when I have used it in the past, it's been like you know five or ten minutes of practicing on there either through um you know just like learning some vocabulary basically or maybe doing one of those stories Duolingo has these like these stories that you can follow which I quite like um and so it's never it's never like full intense study um and I found it particularly good when I'm busy like if if it's really really difficult to fit any language learning into my day and I just have to get that five minutes in so I'm not like falling off the wagon then um yeah something like Duolingo for me is a helpful way to just like to not forget yeah (laughs) and to get in that little bit of um little bit of interaction with the language just just once a day like over my lunch break or on the way home or you know right at the start of the day over breakfast and that's a complete benefit of having these apps available on our phones hey that you can just jump in and jump out and yeah bingo five minutes is done and I think that's why maybe I was just thinking while you're talking back that um a lot of why I think I have kind of fallen out of this app practice is that my life over the last few years has changed so much I haven't had a regular commute on you know, any form of public transport. Um, my kind of downtime has been drastically reduced having um, little munchkins running around everywhere. And I just 
as you were talking, I'm like, oh, maybe that's another reason that I have kind of gone away a little bit from app use because I'm not, you know, having this kind of time on my phone by myself, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for things like commuting to work and stuff, which is when I used to do a fair bit of work on apps. Is that, I mean, I know you're not commuting at the moment, but when you were, was that something, the time that you used to do things like that as well? Uh, Yes. When I have been on public transport, um, so my my current job, I have, I usually drive actually. So in that sense, no. Okay. um, When I have been commuting on public transport, absolutely. Like, 100% 100% I would definitely use that time to um to like muck around on a on an app um because yeah I guess it's that like the short burst of time so it's it's quick um it's pretty like low intensity as well like you don't have to <laughs> there's no there's no preparation I don't have to think about what I what I want to learn from this I can just like start some exercises and and I know I'm learning something. It's better than nothing. Um, it's a bit. It might be a bit random, but that's okay because it's just, it's it's just some practice of some kind. Yeah. And um, so yeah, like I, I think you you may have a really good point there. It's it's not something that I'd like go out of my way to do um, when I could do something else at home. So like if I'm if I've got the space and I've got a computer or I've got other resources that I want to use, um, I'm less likely to use an app. It would be more when I have nothing else around me, but I do have my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then I will turn to an app. Yep, yep, that's a yeah. good point. Um, in terms of, I guess, are there apps that you're really into at the moment? And if so, what are they? And what languages are you using them for? <laughs> um, so, uh, the moment I'm probably using the most memorize uh-huh yep um which yeah is another pretty popular one out there um i do really like it uh it's kind of um i would say what i like the most is that it has kind of embedded videos within it for vocabulary so that you can hear like if if a bit of a, vocab- a bit of vocabulary comes up to learn it shows you a video of somebody saying it um and who is well in my case I'm doing it for German so like it shows a German native speaker like saying that word and saying it in a very regular way it's not like a um it doesn't feel like it's been recorded just for you to learn um through an app Mm, hang on let me let me try and phrase this better so you know you know when like on Google Translate for example if you typed in a word and then you play the audio of it it can sound very like computer generated and like yep, standard. Sure. The cool thing about that I like about Memrise is that those videos of um, somebody saying a phrase or a, a word um, because they are a real person and they're often like in a real context like on the street or talking to a friend so you get this very like natural way of hearing the yeah the expression or the vocabulary. Yeah. That yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Mm. Yeah. And oh, it just great. feels like it's got like a nice kind of relevant relevant aspect to it. Like the vocabulary does feel like it's just useful um, rather than it being like, I don't know, talking about farm animals or something, like something that I'm never going yeah. to talk about in German or very rarely yeah. going to talk yeah. about in German. Um, so, yeah, that's probably at the moment one of my go-to, one of my go-to apps. Um, and something, look, if yeah, if this is anything to go by, like it is a paid app and I was 
I'm very happy to pay for it. Like it was, it's worth it because it is, yes. it is good content. So, oh, that's um, good. yeah, I quite like it. And I should say that I am not using any apps at the moment because that's not true because yeah. um, for I have been dipping into drops a little bit for French and sure. I think just because um, I've only got the free version. Sorry, drops. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there is a time limit on my usage per day and I kind of like that it counts down. I think it's five minutes in total. So I can see the time going down, which I think suits me because I'm like, okay, cool. Just, you know, do this five minutes and then, you know, you're done. You're locked out anyway. So you can't actually feel bad because that's your time. Mm. Um, and I quite like the the way drops looks. Um, it's quite pretty, I think. And I just like um, that it's a bit fun, you know, yes. dragging and dropping words and pictures and having the audio as well. I quite like that and that the vocab is themed. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you on that. I have used Dropped before and also for German, um, not currently, but yeah, in the past. And I did really like the design of it. Um, I do think that the app being kind of pretty makes a difference. Um, mm. But yeah, also I liked that it was it was grouped by category. And yeah, I think for for like building vocab, um, yeah, drops is drops is good. I like it too that you can say no to a word, like no, I already know that, and just like get rid of it. I don't yep. want to see it. I, I like that too because um, one of the things I think that, you know, that it is a bit challenging with apps is if you're coming to an app with already some language knowledge, you know, you don't necessarily want to start at the beginning. You don't necessarily need some of that kind of basic vocab. Um, and I think that's when app use can, can get a bit like you might not feel so drawn to it. What do you think, Beck? Has that been your experience with being a bit, you know, at a more intermediate or kind of an upper level? Do yes. you still find apps as useful perhaps now as you might have done when you were starting out? Um, I think um, I can, I do find them useful, but you're right, it has to be something that's got like maybe a leveled like process that suggests that you can start at a higher level than beginner. So like if yep. you um, can, yeah, pick like you're not, you know, level one is somebody who's never done anything before and you're just learning like the basics. As long as you can jump to like level four or level five or something, then that's then that's totally fine. Otherwise, yeah, you're right, it's not really, it's not really fit for purpose if you've already started with a language before or you have some like prior knowledge. Um, but made me think of one I've used for Chinese in the past, um, which was kind of like a, a simplified newspaper article. Ah. Um, I don't know what to call it, an app, I suppose. It's called yeah. the Chairman Bao. Okay. Um, and you know, as the free version, you got limited access and then the paid version gave you, you know, greater access. Um, but the articles are all graded so that you could jump in at your level and still as a you know an early beginner level still have access to kind of they're pitched as kind of real news stories but rewritten in simplified format so you know for a while there I was quite enjoying enjoying that um but that's I guess a good example of an of an app or, or um I don't know if app's the right word, but anyway, I'll call it an app. An app um, that gives you access at, at different at different mm -hmm. stages of your learning. 
that's also a good example of an app that is not gamey. So I think like, because yes. um, yeah, as I said a bit earlier, like there are a lot of the apps that feel almost like they're trying to make you feel like it's a game. Like you sort of like get a point when you get things right or you have to do the streak thing and like the streak gives you challenge or maybe challenges or um, rewards at particular stages in in time after you've completed a certain amount or whatever. Um, like Duolingo is a good a good example of that because you know you get like a, a trophy or something after or you get jewels or something that you um that you accumulate along the way um but I, I like that there is yeah there are many more kinds of language apps too um just like this one that you've described where they're much more um they're just resources in a different way and they may focus on something quite specific like reading or listening or you know, speaking in some contexts um, uh, and not necessarily making it feel like it has to be, It's you know, it might feel a bit more like the traditional kind of learning as opposed to feeling like it is a game. Yeah. Have mm. you ever used Close Master? Because that made me remind me of, of, of that particular app because that's, um, I mean, there's some some great aspects to Close Master because you can, you know, switch around the languages quite a lot and, you know, learn your language from, another language does that make sense yeah it's like <laughs> um, lettering yeah exactly that's exactly that's the word I was trying to think of yeah um but the interface is kind of weird I mean I don't know if you've looked at it recently yeah but I have um, I have used it before too um but that is probably one that's on my list of like I downloaded it ages ago and used it for a while and I haven't used it in a couple of yes. years yeah me too <laughs> um it's funny because I always found like it kind of looks old style like really um the, yeah, the actual like interface yeah it looks kind of tetrisy exactly which like in itself is not that's not an issue um but uh w- one thing that I really liked about Close Master when I used it was that I found the sentences more everyday kind of information than in something like Duolingo where you know mm-hmm. you can get you can get funny sentences in there sometimes which I know lots of people make memes about and stuff yeah <laughs> um yep. but um yeah, they seemed much more like relevant vocab. But what I didn't like about it so much was that I didn't really like the audio. Um, and I don't know if that's been improved, but that was kind of the thing that made me stop using it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I can't really remember now, yeah, actually, to I, be honest. Was yeah. it a bit um, computery? A bit computery. Yeah. 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 Um, but it is, you're right, it is good because their selection of languages is pretty significant. So great for something like laddering because you can, um, you know, you can decide to be like learning French through Spanish or yes. something, you know, I, yep. I don't know, you know, whatever whatever languages that you're learning. And I know a lot of people do like to do that too. And, mm. um, you know, I think it's, I think that's awesome. What a great. Yeah, a great good way to, to practice the languages yeah. that you're learning at the same time, right? There's a, um, an app that I think started off as quite a kind of an Asian language specialist app called Lingo Dear, oh, um, yeah. which has Vietnamese as one of its languages. And my husband was using that for a while as a kind of a beginner Vietnamese learner and he really liked that and I had a little play on it as well and I thought it was thought it was pretty cool um so if I ever decide to to throw my hand at Korean or perhaps go back to Japanese I think that could be one I might look at too yeah for sure I used Lingo Dear for Japanese that's the only language I've used it for actually um but I used it for Japanese last year um when I was I was trying to recover some of my Japanese from high school um and I really liked it 
actually. Very, yeah. very nice app, beautiful design-wise too, um, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, actually quite, like, quite structured um, with, like, helpful sets of notes. Um, like, I remember there are, like, kind of grammar explanations and stuff if you need them for different sections. So you can go in and, like, actually have the full grammar explanation rather than it kind of being assumed that you've just gotten it from doing the exercise. Oh, I like that. That's, mm. yeah, that's yeah. a real, that's a bonus for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Penny, had, how do you find yourself impacted by the design of an app for languages? Do you, is that something um, that impacts you a lot? I think it does. And I think maybe even just, you know, hearing what we're chatting about on this episode, I can, I can feel that, you know, design and how it looks and, and how we use it actually is pretty important. And I think it is to me, um, even though perhaps, I wouldn't normally say that design is important. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, and I think I think that's one of the reasons why I'm a bit like closed master was a bit like, oh, <laughs> um, and maybe why I'm kind of just loving, you know, every now and then having a look at drops as well. Mm. Um, but for apps, I think that I guess a more, I guess how would you, frame it more I guess the reference tool so things like I guess apps that I've used a lot for Chinese might form into that category a little bit more like Pleco is one that um, has been around for ages and it's it's kind of like a an app that every Chinese learner downloads at the beginning um, because it has so many functions as well as being a dictionary um you know, there's all kinds of add-ons you can get in terms of, you know, one of the things I loved having when I was first learning was um, the character recognition add-on so that you would hold your phone above a word or a menu or a sign and it would actually read it for you and, and give you the the opinion and the translation, the meaning and the pronunciation, all that kind of stuff. Um, um, and also, a, you know, a great way of storing flashcards and and revising for exams and things of like the particular levels mm-hmm. um so I think you know I've spent a lot of time using that app especially when I was focused on Chinese um and I could see I've, I've got a verb conjugation app for French on my phone which I have been playing around with a little bit um and yeah, I can see the value in that too because I, f- I feel that that falls a bit into the reference category, even though it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's it's not a dictionary as, as such. It's, you know, it is more of this, you know, can you conjugate these verbs kind of thing. It, it, it oh, doesn't yeah. feel like so much of a game. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I, w- I would agree. I would say that's that's a like a reference app or a language reference app. Um, I have a few of those on my on my phone and I would say I probably use the reference apps at least as much or probably more um, than I do any of the other apps. <laughs> um, yeah. Like on, yeah. I reckon on a daily basis I would use any of Word Reference, Google yes. Translate. Yes, um, Word Reference, yeah. Mm. Uh, Leo, which is one that I use for German. I think it has some other languages available in it, but it's one that's oh, cool. I haven't that heard of that one. Really good for German, yeah. Um, and uh, Lingui as well. 
Um, so all four of those are probably in yeah, my like top four reference apps. And I think I use them all kind of almost like hand in hand um, on a very, very regular basis. Like, because some, some apps for referencing language, like Word Reference, for example, is a, is a dictionary app. And it's great as a dictionary. Um, but sometimes it's also good to cross-reference that with something like Lingui, which is um, Lingui or Reverso. They kind of do a similar thing where they, you know, you can type in a phrase and then see it appear in other places on the internet. So it shows you basically examples oh. from, um, yeah, from the net. Um, and that means that you can see a little bit more about how a word or a phrase might be used in context. Um, so, you know, one for referencing a particular word or a particular expression, like one dictionary app doesn't necessarily do it for me because I kind of need to like check it across several things to make sure that I've fully understood the context. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, sure does. Yeah. Yeah. But then like Leo, um, is great if I need conjugation tables, um, or to know the, for example, grammatical gender of a word in German, um, and then Google Translate obviously is sometimes just a, also a helpful aid to have in that mix too if you're like, oh, do I think I can say this? I'm just going to check Google Translate and see if that sort of seems right. Then I might double check a couple of the words in that just to make sure they're correct in context. And, yeah, so all of those, for me, those four kind of work together um, most of the time. Yeah, okay. But well, that's, yeah. yeah, totally a very different category to um, – that sort of learning apps that we were discussing a bit earlier. Yes, and completely different purpose and, and way that we would would use them. And But I think now that you were talking too, I'm like, oh, yes. So I would at the moment much rather, I guess, use a reference kind of app to supplement what I'm doing or, you know, look up a word or find a new word, for example, rather than, maybe wade through some fun games, learning mm-hmm. new vocab, which may or may not be relevant to what I want to know. Yeah, um, yeah so that's interesting, isn't it, to, to step back and go, oh, yeah, what do I really, what do I really want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think, you know, that yeah, there are a lot of choices out there and depending on the language or languages that you're learning, um, some apps may be, very useful to you or may not be like may not even be relevant for you because they don't they don't cover what you need um but as always it's just nice having the choice you can always try these things out and for even even for paid apps often they have kind of a um maybe a trial sort of part of them that allows you to test it out for a number of days or allows you to test some functionality of it but just not all of it um so it's great because you can you can always give things a go and you know, see if it is something that works for you. And if it doesn't, it's okay. Let it go. Um, leave it by the wayside and try something else. We really are sport, sport for choice. We are. Um, and that that is, you know, that's a good thing. Totally. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us on another episode of Language Chats. Um, we would love to know too, I guess, what apps you are enjoying and what apps you have tried or what apps you might have ditched by the wayside um so please get in touch with us um over on instagram 
or on Facebook or through our Language Lovers AU Facebook group. And if you have enjoyed this episode, then um, do think about leaving us a review. It helps other language lovers to find us as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time.